0: Now for our story. In her dingy room at Miami Beach, Kit Calvert prowled about restlessly. She had gone to Florida because she knew Paul Cromwell was there. She had hoped he might help her. But the hold she'd once had on Paul was gone. He had told her so. Had mocked her. Believing her nervousness, her odd behavior and strange lapses of memory were assumed for the purpose of arousing his sympathy. Actually, Kit was ill. Dangerously close to a mental breakdown. Her mind veered from moments of clarity to moments of complete incoherence.
1: I ought to go out. I've been in this room for two days now without leaving. No food, not even coffee. Can't remember when I... Oh, but I can't go out. People. Everyone's staring. Oh, if only Paul... Oh, but he hates me now. Everybody does. I could die here and it wouldn't matter to anyone. Perhaps I am dying. That's how I feel. Dead. Empty. I can't talk to people. My throat tightens. But I can't just stay here in this room. I've got to do something. But what? Where shall I go? It's always been like this, really. I've always been alone. Alone. Even when I was little, they never liked me. They laughed at me, all of them, except one. There was one who didn't, one who was kind.
2: I like you, Kit. Kit, don't cry. I'll be a friend of yours. Honest, I will. Don't cry, Kit. You're not alone. I'm your friend. Who was
1: it? Who said that? Oh, if only I could remember... If I could find him.
2: I'll stick by you. Don't you worry. You and me.
1: Dad sent him away. Dad didn't want me to have a friend. Everything would have been different if it hadn't been for Dad. It was his fault. And now I don't even know who it was. The voice. Where have I heard it? I'll be a friend of yours, kid. Who is it? Who is it? Oh, but I have no friend. I'm alone. Nobody, not even Paul.
2: And at night, the faces, the hateful faces staring at me. Who is it? It's me, Miss Cummings. It's Mrs. Brotherson.
1: What? What do you want?
2: May I come in for a minute?
1: Oh, all right. Yes, yes, come in.
2: The door is locked.
1: Oh, just a minute. If you insist on bothering me.
2: I won't stay for just a minute, Miss Cummings. I did want to have a talk with you, though. Very well. I'll sit down, if you don't mind. <sighs> Seems like those stairs get harder on me every day. All the work keeping this place up and so hard to get decent help, too. What, what did you wish to see me about, Mrs. Brotherton? Well, I had a couple of things on my mind in the first place. I... I should tell you several things I've had on my mind. Why, yes, of course, Miss Cummings. Go right ahead. It's the wallpaper. The wallpaper? I wish you'd take those faces away.
1: And I come for the life of me see why you chose to put Dad there in the first place. I suppose you thought it would would make me feel at home, but if you did, you were wrong. Very wrong indeed. Why, Miss Cummings, I don't know what you're
2: talking about. What picture? You know quite well what pictures. Right there on the wall by the window. I'm sure I don't see a thing. Except the stain where the roof leaked last winter. Oh, I'd have had it fixed long ago, but you couldn't get a painter for nor money. Don't be silly, Mrs. Brotherton. Of course you can't see them now. It's only at night. You should know that. At night? You mean these pictures on the wall, they only come out at night? Certainly you ought to know. Although how you managed to sneak in here with the door
1: locked and all. Oh, but you're very clever, Mrs. Brotherton. I knew that at once. It was very smart of you getting hold of Lisa, too, and the baby. How you did that. Well, it's no matter. You'd better close the window. The fog will be coming in soon. And build up a big fire. And Mrs. Kingsley will have martinis
2: when Paul comes. Miss Cummings, whatever you talking about. It's me, Mrs. Brotherton. There's no Mrs. Kingsley here and no fireplace either.
1: I had such an odd dream last night. I fell on the stairs. It was raining. Oh, where's Lisa, Mrs. Kingsley? Oh, don't tell her Paul's coming. She'll stay in the room. I don't want her around. Well, well, Mrs. Brotherton, why are you just sitting there? You said you wanted to talk to me. All you do is just sit there with your mouth hanging open like a fish. If you have anything to say, I wish you'd say it and get it over with. I've changed
2: my mind, Miss Cummins. I've got something to say, all right, but not to you. Very well.
1: But please remember what I said. I want you to do something about the walls.
2: Take the pictures away, the faces. Yes, yes, I'll see to it, Miss Cummings. Cummings? That's not my name. Oh, so it's not your name. Well, that's very strange. It's the name you gave me the day you moved in here, when you first got here to Miami.
1: I'm afraid, Mrs. Kingsley, you don't know what you're talking about. Miami, indeed. I I haven't been there in years. This is Malibu Beach in Los Angeles, as you know
2: very well. Oh, you don't say. And I'm the Queen of England, too. Oh, heaven's sake, Miss Cummings, you're sick. Oh, you better go to bed. Oh, no, you
1: don't. No, you want to put me to bed, and then you'll steal my clothes. Well, I'm on to that little trick. You, you and your pictures on the wall, you and Dad, you've been plotting together. That's evident. Oh, a fine pair, you make two. You're worse than Jesse. Between you, you're trying to drive me out of my mind, but I won't let you. I know how to take care of myself. Oh, if only I could remember his name. And dead, sent away from me.
2: I'll be your friend, Kit. Honest, I will. Uh,
1: did you hear that, Mrs. Kingsley? Did you recognize
2: that voice? Voice? What voice? I didn't hear a thing. Except you babbling along, talking this crazy talk. Nonsense. If anyone's crazy,
1: I can assure you that it isn't I.
2: Never mind, Miss Cummins. I know what I'm going to do now. Now, you be a good girl. Lie down, get some rest. I'll, I'll do nothing of the sort. Just you
1: remember what I said about the walls.
2: I'll see to it. Don't you worry, Miss Cummings. There are several things around here that need taking away. I'm going to do something about it right now. I'd like to speak to Mr. Paul Cromwell, please. Hello. Uh, hello, Mr. Cromwell. Yes? Mr. Cromwell, this is Mrs. Brotherton. Who? Mrs. Brotherton.
3: You must have the wrong party, uh,
2: You don't know me, Mr. Cromwell, but... I'm I have a young woman staying here at my place. Her name's Cummings.
3: Cummings?
2: Yes, Miss Karen Cummings. That's the name she gave me. I believe you know her.
3: Yes, I'm acquainted with Miss Cummings. Slightly. What about it? And may I ask how you got my name?
2: I heard her talking to you on the telephone, Mr. Cromwell.
3: I see.
2: I uh, guess it must seem kind of queer, me phoning you like this. But the fact is, I'm very worried about Miss Cummings. She's been acting peculiar... Almost as if she's been drinking.
3: Then she probably has been.
2: No, no, that's the thing of it. I thought so, too, at first. But it's something else. Uh, She talks crazy like. Uh, She's sick, I'm afraid.
3: Well, I'm sorry, Mrs. Brotherton, but you're wasting your own time as well as mine. There's nothing I can do about it. As far as that goes, Miss Cummings is quite an actress. She's probably been putting on a show for you. And you've simply been taken in by it.
2: No, I only wish it was something like that, but it isn't, I tell you. She She's out of her head like she had a fever and was delirious. What she says don't make any sense at all, and I can't have her around here talking crazy the way she is. I've got my other rumors to think about. I can't have her here like this. I'll have to put her out.
3: I'm sorry, but all this has nothing to do with me.
2: But, Mr. Cromwell, I thought since you're a friend of Miss Cummings...
3: That, my good woman, is precisely where you're wrong. Wrong? Suppose I make myself very plain. Miss Cummings is not a friend of mine, Mrs. Brotherton... Not at all. What happens to her is absolutely no concern of mine.
0: Yes, Kit, this time, the very time when you need it most, Paul Cromwell has denied any responsibility toward you as a friend. For Paul doesn't believe that you are really ill, Kit. He doesn't understand that you've lost your hold on reality. That your mind, shaken from its normal processes by the shock of your failure and exposure in Wakefield, is wandering vaguely. That you cannot distinguish a thing that happened an hour ago from something which took place a year ago. You are haunted by hallucinations, delusions, voices which only you can hear. And there is no
3: one who cares what becomes of you. No one at all.